What up, y'all? Welcome back. Been a few days since we did one, um, but we're back at it tonight. Uh, spring training is here, and I'm so fired up about it. Um, we're going to recap the Super Bowl real quick, and I mean real quick because things did not go my way. Um, that night on, um, actually any of the bets that I made. Um, if you recall, I, uh, I put down my largest bet on the Niners, uh, to cover two points. Um, thought we had it in the bag there in overtime. Um, but as I mentioned before, Number 15, um, not only did he ruin that bet, but even went as far as to ruin everything else by throwing touchdown passes to none other than Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and McCole Hardman. Um, and if you had those in your... Uh, and your parlays with Christian McCaffrey, then hats off to you. Um, but um, he did it. Uh, he continues to amaze, and um, and it's scary to think that Andy Reid will be back, and Kelsey will be back, and um, you know, with it being their quote unquote rebuilding year. Uh, Lord knows what they'll be able to go out and do. And, and, uh, as far as bulking up that receiving core, um, the league better hold on tight next year. Cause they're liable to, to three peat. Um, so, uh, Super Bowl Sunday went off great here at my house. Uh, we had a blast, um, good eating. Uh, the girls loved the halftime show. Um, and the game was super entertaining. Um, just, uh, not very profitable for me at the end. Um, so congratulations to all you Chiefs fans. Um, it's, uh, you guys are now experiencing what everybody, what all the, the Patriots fans did for years. Um, so get used to it. I guess we're all having to get used to you guys winning. So get used to everybody hating on you. <laughs> um, Hey, before we jump into all the spring training stuff, um, I just wanted to say this real quick. We're on podcast episode number six. Um, the rule of, uh, I guess, um, um, I don't, I really don't know what you call it, but, but the most podcasts end after three episodes and we've made it double that. So, um, I guess there's nothing else to do, but keep going, uh, keep going up and, uh, keep trying to put out as good content as we can and, and, reach as many ears as we can. So I'm thankful for those of you that continue to, to tune in, continue to, to interact, um, uh, continue to listen, continue to, 
to tell people about it. Um, I've had several people mention in the last week, uh, hey, heard your heard the podcast is awesome. I heard it from so-and-so, and I heard it from so-and-so. And, um, I'm just thankful for, for the word uh, getting out because uh, I'm having a blast, and I hope that uh, I hope that y'all are too. Um, okay, we're gonna dive into uh, what I hope is maybe um, maybe an every other week, certainly probably once a month um, during the baseball season where we check out different power rankings that that. Um, different publications put out, um, kind of match them up, uh, see where they're at. And then we kind of, and then I'll give you mine and see where, where those, um, where they, where they kind of reside there. Um, I, I, I delved into, um, four different ones for the, for the preseason power rankings. I, I saw Yahoo's, uh, ESPN's USA Today's, and MLB.com. Um, so we're going to go through a rundown of those real quick, and then we'll, we'll we'll talk about mine. I hope that this is a this is kind of a a talking point um, for for you guys. Um, that that this will be you know something that you um, email into at bullpenbsfriday at gmail.com. B u l l p e n b s F-R-Y-D-A-D-D-Y at gmail.com. Give me your power rankings. If you're a big baseball head like me, um, I'd love to hear where your top five, six, seven teams um, reside right now before we really kick things off and um, and, and, and what it looks like. I think that would be fun to, to kind of get everybody's opinion on that. Um, okay, here we go. Yahoo's uh, preseason MLB power rankings. They go Dodgers. Braves, Orioles, Phillies, Yankees, Astros, Rangers. ESPN goes Dodgers, Braves, Astros, Rangers, Orioles, Phillies, Yankees. USA Today goes Braves, Dodgers, Orioles, Phillies, Yankees, Astros, Blue Jays, which I that that stunned me, but but whatever. MLB.com had the Braves, the Dodgers, the Rangers, Orioles, Phillies, Astros, and Rays. Okay, so I took the top seven out of each power ranking um, to to kind of uh, you know give everybody where they're at because I, I my list was seven. I I really couldn't leave off. Um, my last one because I think that it's relevant for a number of reasons that we'll, we'll get into here in just a little bit. But my power rankings for the preseason for Major League Baseball goes like this. The Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Rangers, and the Rays. I like where my Texas Rangers are sitting right now. And, and, and I like it because I think that they'll, um, I think they'll surprise some people and we'll talk why here in just a little bit. It sounds funny being a 
uh, World Series champion, defending World Series champion, surprising people. But 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 I'll get into that in a little bit. So number one, the Dodgers. I don't think that that's any surprise. And I and honestly, I, I was kind of shocked to see MLB.com had the Braves over the Dodgers to start the year. Remember when we talked about you know the the the, the free agency period of, of Major League Baseball and and what the Dodgers were able to do with with Otani's uh, mega deal and, and being able to sign all those other guys, you know, like Glasnow and Teoscar Hernandez and uh, Yamamoto out of, out of uh, uh, Nippon league. It was, it's an embarrassment of riches. And look, like I think that if, if, if Dave Roberts isn't able to get that team to win 115 games this year, if they stay healthy, obviously, then then he probably no longer needs to run that that team, and and, and that sounds silly. If you know, if they win, okay, they win a hundred and seven. Well, how could you fire a guy, man? I look like there's not going to be very many nights the entire season where that team's not you know, expected to win. We're not favored to win. No matter who they run out there on the mound, you know, with, 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 with you know, Bueller being healthy again and, and the addition of Yamamoto and even, even if Kershaw doesn't even pitch, which, which it's sounding more and more like they're not, they signed him to a one-year deal, Kershaw that is, and and it's sounding more and more like he he may not even throw much for them if if at all, which you know I mean good for them for being able to sign a guy that can be, be their biggest cheerleader. I don't I, I don't know they got money hanging out there, well too, but um, but with that rotation with that lineup. If that if that team doesn't win 115 games, in my opinion, something's wrong. That's what makes baseball so great, I understand. But on the flip side, there hasn't been this talented of roster that I can remember. And, and that goes back to some of those, those Yankees teams that were just beyond loaded. Some of those Red Sox teams that were just, you know, Again, beyond loaded with talent. Um, so, so I had to, I had to put the Dodgers number one, but I do have the Braves number two. And the reason why I like the Braves is because uh, they've got a roster that is not only young but super talented, right? I mean, I think that um, that that lineup that they ran out last year. Um, you know, with Acuna and, and Austin Riley, and um, you know the the the, the light of Michael Harris and um, Albies, and and I mean they the, the list goes on and on. And they turn around this offseason, add uh, Jared Kelnick out of uh, from from Seattle um, to to play left field for them. I mean, it's just it, it it's never ending, and um, you know they're. Their roster is is again their 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 staff is 
young, you know, with Strider and, and Max Freed and uh, they got the, they got a veteran in Charlie Morton. Um, they went out and signed Chris Sale th- this offseason um, with with a with a really good, you know, bullpen led by Mentor, AJ Mentor. Um, but I mean, they're 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 a lineup with Murphy and Olson and Riley, and now they got Kalnick and uh, you know Acuna and Ozuna as their DH. I mean, it, it's that's a crazy talented um, uh, roster that, that that's going to run out and probably would be my guess absolutely run away with the with the national league east um my third team the astros as much as it kills me um because i can't i can't stand um what what that organization is about um but you know who am i right so um but i mean they continue to somehow, you know, I mean, you can't discount a, 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 an organization that's been to six straight ALCS. I mean, you just, uh, they, you know, I, I listened to a, a, a weekly or a daily uh, radio show, sports radio here in, in DFW. And, and, you know, something that they mentioned the other day was, you know, they're nervous about what Texas has got coming into this year because, you know, of the extra, you know, the, the, the fallback of, of having to play in the world series is that your, your arms have an extra month of innings. Right. And so um, not only is it an extra month of innings, but, but you're an extra month closer to the next spring training. Right. So you don't have near as much off time. You were throwing um, meaningful pitches uh, in, in, into you know October and into November, um, and then somebody brought up. Well, it doesn't seem to phase Houston. They've done it six times in a row, which you know I thought was a great point. But you know that 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 lineup with Bregman and Jordan Alvarez and um, you know obviously Altuve and and, and who I think that may be um, a dark horse for MVP. Is, is Kyle Tucker, um, their the right fielder. I mean, he's he's a guy that um, is just – I think he just turned 28, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, I mean, he, he just continues to put numbers up every year. And, and um, you know, the, you, you might watch out for him because he might be a dark horse to win the MVP in, in the American League this year. Um and then, you know, with that staff, you know, with Fromber Valdez and, um, you, you know, they, they went out and, and, and signed uh, Josh Hader uh, to, to be their back-end bullpen guy. Um, but, you know, they've got Verlander coming back, Christian Javier coming back, and a young guy, Hunter Brown. And, um, you know, so I think that, you know, with, with that way that bullpen is going to set up, you know, with, with Ryan Abreu and Ryan Presley now probably throwing the eighth inning instead of closing. Now that they've got Hader, um, I mean, it's it's hard to discount that that roster. That's a pretty 
pretty well put together roster. Um, you know, not even to mention Jose Abreu, who, you know, uh, had a a down year for him uh, last year in his first year in Houston, but um, had a really good, you know, October and, uh, you know, kept him in that series with Texas in the ALCS. And so um, they're my number three. Uh, I, I think that that's, a, that's too good of a roster to, to, to not put that high. Uh, my number four, Baltimore Orioles. You talk about a young, talented group uh, that's as scary as it may sound, that's probably just getting started. Um, you know, they, they added, you know, they're, they finally got that, that, um, that veteran ace in Corbin Burns that they needed. You know, I think they tried to get that out of Kyle Gibson last year and he just wasn't it. I mean, he did a fine job for him. I mean, obviously they, they, uh, had the most wins in the American league and, um, you know, they, they were obviously doing something right. Um, but to be able to to get Corbin Burns in there to be that veteran ace for him from Milwaukee, um, I think is probably what's something that's going to push them over the top. A young guy in Grayson Rodriguez that, you know, um, is in his second year in, in on that on that staff. Um, you know, expect big things out of him this year. Um, John Means, Dean Kramer. Uh, to Kyle Bradish, you know, to, to round out that that uh, that rotation, and then they signed Craig Kimbrell. You know, we talked about that in the free agency episode. Anxious to see what they do because with with Cano, that you know, closing as much as he, you know, being their closer last year. Anxious to see how they how they do that if they're going to really keep Kimbrell in the ninth in the in that closers role. Or if they're going to put, you know, or keep Cano in there and, and have Kimbrel throw the eight, um, be interesting. Um, but I mean, you know, they 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 had last, you know, last year's rookie of the year, Gunnar Henderson, um, Adley Rutschman the year before that, uh, and they they're probably going to have the rookie of the year again this year in uh, Matt Holiday's kid, Jackson Holiday, and uh, you know. We're going to get into that here in a minute. A lot of people are like, ah, I don't know that he's ready to to come up and play in the big leagues. We'll discuss why uh, if 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 he doesn't just have an atrocious spring training, we'll discuss why he's probably going to be their opening day second baseman. Uh, and and um, and and why he will probably stick for the entire year. Um, but that's a good lineup up and down. Um, I, I think that because they're so young is the reason why they weren't able to do much in October last year. I think that it was just, it was, uh, it was, you know, probably overwhelmed them a little bit. Um, but with them getting that experience and continuing to, to add pieces here and there, like Burns and Kimbrell, um, uh, and another young talent, Jackson holiday coming up to, to go with the likes of Rutschman and, and Gunnar Henderson, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do this year. I'm excited for that group. They're a fun group to watch. Um, my fifth team, the Phillies. The Phillies, the Phillies. The reason why I like the Phillies is this. 
I said in the free agency episode that I thought that the best, other than Otani, the best free agent signing was Philadelphia being able to come out and re-sign Aaron Nola to nail down that anchor of that pitching staff. I thought that that was a really, really big-time sign um, to keep him in Philadelphia for another seven years. I thought that was big to go along with Zach Wheeler, Ranger Suarez, um, you know, to, to, to really anchor that staff. Um, I like this lineup. I think that if they can stay healthy, which is a big if because they're, they're loaded with guys that not injury prone, but, but certainly find themselves on the DL at least once or twice a year. And guys like Harper, Real Muto, uh, Alec Bohm, Trey Turner, Brandon Marsh, you know, I think, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, not Brandon Marsh, but, but, uh, Castellanos, um, you know, and, 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 uh, it's always a, a challenge to see if Kyle Schwarber can keep his strikeouts under 250 a year. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think that that's a good lineup if they can stay healthy. I just think that the, 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 the if is too big. Um, and and if they do get hurt, then there's no way that they'll be able to compete with Atlanta in in the in the National League East. My sixth team, my hometown, Texas Rangers. Um, I said earlier, I think they're going to surprise some people, right? And the reason why I say that as a defending world champion, you know, a lot of people are like, man, I I can't believe that they made that big of a jump from two years ago to last year. And my response has always been, I can't either. They're like, did they just add a bunch of guys and got gone? No, they didn't. Matter of fact, you go up and down that lineup from two years ago that, that, um, what they win a hundred or they, they won 62 games or 64 games or something like that. Two years ago. um, Jonah Heim was catching. Nathaniel Lowe was their first baseman. Marcus Simeon was their second baseman. Corey Seager was their shortstop. Uh, Josh Young came up and played third base for the, you know, basically the last half of the year. Uh, Leody Tavares played center field. Uh, Adolis Garcia played right field. Mitch Garver, uh, when he was healthy, DH'd. I mean, Literally, they had damn near the the same lineup that they did when they won won a world title as they did the two year the year before when they lost a hundred games. And and you know I think that that you know the, they say that you'll hear a lot of baseball heads say that that you know when teams win world titles. Oftentimes, you'll have a lot of guys, specifically young guys, have career years. Um, and maybe that's what happened. Maybe, you know, I mean, you know, they had, what, six or seven of the uh, nine all-star starters, um, something like that. You know, may- maybe it's just may- the stars aligned, guys caught lightning in a bottle, and 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 everybody had a career year. But, but here's what I'll tell you. That culture changed like a light switch 
the minute that Chris Young took over as GM and president of baseball operations. And then he went out and got Bruce Bochy, who, I mean, let's be honest, that, that dude that dude knows how to get his guys to play hard. And, and he, he knows how to get his guys, you know, he knows exactly how to manage a 162-game season um, and, and, and get guys through through that season and, and have them believe in, in October. Um, but, but that culture changed overnight. Uh, the minute that the, 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 those two guys uh, took over that, that club and, and, um, and guess who's back. Right. And so I think that um, I think that, that, that again, it's basically the same roster as it was last year. Now, the, the thing that changes, and I think what, what's exciting about it is that, you know, Evan Carter came up with, with like 20 games left uh, in the, in the regular season last year when, when Garcia banged in the wall and banged it, banged up his knee. Um, they called Carter up and, and, and hell, he, he was, uh, he was a secret sauce, uh, for, for that playoff run. Uh, it was incredible. And, and so, um, you know, I think that, uh, I, I think with him being a mainstay in this year's lineup and, you know, with Garver moving on to Seattle to, to be their DH and backup catcher, you know, I think that opens that opens the the door for for a young guy like Wyatt Lankford. Uh, I know that you know we've been talking about how to fill that DH role here in the last couple episodes, whether it's going to be Zeke Duran or Justin Foscu or somebody like that. But but with um, with what we're about to talk about. Uh, if Wyatt Langford has a great spring training, I think it's going to be awfully difficult to keep that guy in AAA uh, and and just have him come up and be um, try to be the everyday DH. The the problem with that for me, and, and I, I think a lot of other baseball guys here in DFW, is that Wyatt Langford is a special special talent. I mean, he's a guy that can not only you know bang the ball out of the ballpark. But he's going to steal bases. He's a hell of an outfielder. He's going to chase balls down in gaps. Um, you know, he's he's liable to steal. You know, thirty thirty five backs too. I mean, he can run just like Carter can. And um, you know, I mean, he's not just a guy that can that can bang it. Uh, he he's he's a true will be an everyday outfielder. Um, you know, here soon. Um, there's just really not any room for him right now. And, and so I think that that would be the only caveat is if the, if the organization thinks that, that they're, um, you know, maybe stunting growth or what have you by, by, um, just having him be everyday DH at the big league level when he could continue to get his reps in at, at, at AAA and, and, and be an everyday guy out in the outfield. Um, but, if if he goes out and you know hits four hundred and nine bombs and it'll be awfully difficult to keep him in AAA with with what we're about to talk about. Last team is um, the the Tampa Bay Rays in my power rankings and 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 I like Tampa because I I, I think that that organization, regardless of who they have on that roster, always finds a way to not only compete in the AL East, 
but but overtake sometimes New York and Boston and those those teams that that are regularly at the top. Um, Tampa has found a way to develop players and do that really really well. You know, two names that that are are starting to be more and more talked about um, for that Tampa team is is a guy named Junior Camonero Camonero and Curtis Mead, um, an Aussie kid. Um, you know, it, it's sounding more and more and more like um, we're probably never going to see Wander Franco again uh, at, at playing the big leagues. Uh, with his off-the-field issues, and, and that opens the door for a guy like Junior Camonero, uh, who's, you know, he's not going to be, um, you know, quite the 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 all-around athlete that that Franco is. Um, but that's a guy that that listen at, at between two levels in the minor leagues last year. He, yeah. um, like like a uh, thirty-one bombs in. Um, what was it? 117 games, 31 homers in 117 games. I mean, that, that we're literally talking about a guy that, that could be their everyday shortstop and hit 35, 40 bombs. I mean, we're not, that's not an outland outlandish thing to say. Um, and so, you know, and then Mead is is kind of in the same boat uh, as their uh, everyday third baseman. So it'll be interesting to see how, how Tampa does that. Um, you know, going into or I guess coming out of spring training. Um, but you know, they that team with you know Yanni Diaz is a, is a mainstay in that lineup. Uh, Josh Lowe, Nathaniel's brother, is a, is a hell of an athlete in right field. Randy Rosarena. Uh, it's a good lineup. I like that lineup. And if they add, you know, Comanero and, and me uh, to that, you know, look out. They, they, they've done it obviously plenty of times before and developing players and sending them to the big leagues and they take off like wildfire. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. So that wraps up my preseason MLB power rankings. Uh, again, they went like this. Dodgers, Braves, Astros, Orioles, Phillies, Rangers, Rays. We'll see how that pans out by the time that we get to, let's just say, the end of April. Okay. Um, okay. What we've kind of been hinting at here real quick. I didn't know any of this. I heard this in a, in a segment the other day, and I was blown away by it. Okay. Here's why I think that. Jackson Holiday will be on Baltimore's opening day roster. Why I think a guy like Wyatt Langford is going to be on the Rangers opening day roster and why a guy like Junior Comanero is going to be on the Rays opening day roster. Okay. It goes like this. I had zero clue that if a guy wins rookie of the year, not only does he get, you know, his rewards, but the team, the organization, also is rewarded with a first-round pick in the in that year's draft, or the first rounder, or a first-round supplemental pick. I had no clue that that happened. 
And not only does the guy who wins rookie of the year get his team a first round pick, but the guys who finish second and third get their team a first round pick in the international draft. I had no clue about that. Okay. Now here's the here's the caveat to it. In order to win rookie of the year now, you have to be on the big league roster for 172 days. Okay. So so the big league season is 162 games and you have 20 to 25 off days. Okay. So let's just say that the 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 big league season is a total of 182 to 187 days. Okay. In order to win rookie of the year, you have to be on the roster for 172 of those 182 or 187 days. Okay. And so what they're doing essentially is what, what they're doing is, is this is the players association combating the idea of service time. If everybody remembers when Chris Bryant was with the Cubs organization, he won uh, minor league player of the year in, t- in 2014. Uh, he came up in, in spring training of 2015 with the Cubs, uh, hit like 447 or something like that with nine or 11 bombs. And I mean, just lit the world on fire. And the Cubs sent him back down to AAA to start the year. And, and and everybody was just blown away. Like he he was he was ready to win MVP of the National League. <laughs> Excuse me. And they sent him down. And the reason why they sent him down was because if if a guy starts and is on a triple A roster for like twelve days, um to start the year, then that organization gains an extra year of of control on that player, right? But if he starts the year in the big leagues, then that starts his service time, right? So so that year is going to count. But but essentially, you can have a guy start like they did Chris Bryant, go down, and you're going to be on the on the AAA roster for 12 games, and 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 then we're going to bring you up, right? And so not only did they get him for, I don't know, basically 150 games at the big league level, but that year didn't count toward his service time. So they gained an extra year of, of control. It, it's just BS on on the, the organization's part, just doing the player wrong. But the rules were rules, right? And so this was essentially Major League Baseball's way in, in the Players Association of combating that, like saying like, okay, if you want to have a guy win rookie of the year and you want that first round draft pick, he better essentially be on your opening day roster. And I think it's fantastic because I think it's awesome for the player, right? If the guy deserves to be in the big leagues, then damn it, he needs to be in the big leagues. And, um, you know, if you, if there's room and it makes sense, he needs to be in the big leagues. Now, there's probably still going to be some teams that that you know that year of service time means a hell of a lot more than that first round draft pick. But there, I can't imagine there being too many organizations out there that will value that over that pick. 
or or even that you know if he finishes second second or third and, and gain that international pick right i mean to gain an extra prospect for a guy that you feel like has a chance to finish in the top three in rookie of the year voting you want that guy right like look at look at what happened last year anthony volpe with the with the yankees um had a had a better than average spring training and 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 it was you know it was starting to look like you know at least in the yankees brass uh eyes that that he had a chance to win rookie of the year or finish in the top three right and so he came up and they threw him out at shortstop opening day and he was their shortstop the entire year and it was like the first two months um I mean, it was almost an automatic strikeout for him. I mean, you know, he couldn't. It couldn't have been in a worse play than, than New York. I mean, they were they wanted that guy out of there in a hurry, and 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 New York just kept him there in hopes that you know what he showed in spring training would 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 eventually uh, come to fruition, and 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 he had a chance to finish in the top three, and and here comes a, an extra prospect a top prospect for, you know, for the organization. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me knowing all of that if a guy like Jackson Holiday is in Baltimore starting second baseman to start the year. Excuse me. It wouldn't surprise me if Wyatt Langford is on the big league roster to start the year. <laughs> it would not surprise me if a guy like Junior Comanero is, is – on the opening day roster for Tampa. Um, I, I, I just, I think that, that, that kind of stuff, um, is starting to level the playing field a little bit for, for, for these young players that, that, you know, continue to stay under control for so long under the organization. Um, and, and actually gives them a chance to, to get to free agency one year earlier. Okay. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about real quick and I'll make it brief. I started a new hobby and, and more, more or less, this is me reaching out to um, anybody that's listening that maybe has some insight or tips or tricks or anything like that. Um, I was an avid card collector when I was a kid and I loved it and I couldn't get enough of it. I spent way too much money on it when I was a kid. Um, and I made the mistake of diving into, uh, all of my childhood stuff that, um, mom and dad had boxed up for us. And I went diving into that Friday night and I found my King Griffey Jr. card collection and it lit a fire in me. And so Saturday morning I went and bought, um, a couple boxes of 2024 tops cards um i think the third pack i opened i opened an ellie de la cruz um special edition rookie card uh and and now i'm booked and so um it has become my new hobby i'm having a blast with it i'm loving it i haven't even really done it yet i'm i've only opened a handful of packs but um i mean it's I'm doing it more, more or less, not to be a collector, but more, more or less, to be a flipper, right? I want to be able to get, um, pull some, some good cards, flip those for, for better cards, flip those for better cards, um, 
you know, not necessarily to be an, an, an investor by any stretch of the imagination, but but certainly just to have fun with it, because that was something that I really, really enjoyed as a kid. And um, I found out that I still really love it. Um, and as a side note, you know, me and my brother were talking about it. And, and um, you know, when we were kids, when we collected all those cards, to you know he made a point like i knew every lineup uh, of every team just just because we collected all the cards I, you know i could t- he he said i i could have told you who hit seventh for and played left field for detroit and i i never watched the detroit tigers game all year but i knew who it was because of the cards that we collected and um you know i watch damn near every rangers game every, uh, all summer you know from from march to to, to October. Um, but I, the only time I really ever watch the other teams is when they're, they're playing against Texas. But, but with this newfound hobby that I have, you know, I'm starting to learn a lot more names and starting to learn a lot more, um, you know, guys that are out there running around for different teams. And, and, and it, it, it's been a blast so far. Um, it's only been a part of me for the last five days, but it's been, uh, I, I've spent a lot of time with the computer doing a bunch of research and doing all that stuff. So, so I guess my, 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 my plea to you is if, if you have any insider tips or tricks or, you know, how you go about doing any of that stuff, if you're, if you're involved in it, I'd love to hear from you at bullpen BS Friday at gmail.com. Um, okay, guys, that's going to wrap up. It, it was kind of a longer one tonight, um, but there was a lot of, uh, good stuff to, to, to chat about. Um, would love to hear your opinions, your comments, um, anything, any topics that you have, uh, that, that you'd like to discuss, uh, hit me up bullpen BS Friday at gmail.com. Um, that's going to do it for tonight. Episode six. We've done it. We've doubled up what most people quit. Um, so we're on our way. Uh, that's it. This has been Fry Daddy with Bullpen BS. We'll catch you on the next one.